Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Rosario Picardo. And I'm your other co-host, Callie Picardo. And today we have a special guest with us. This is our first time having a guest on the Better Together podcast. And none other than one of my favorite people, Pastor (laughs) Christy Smith. Christy is the pastor of care for Christ United Methodist Church in Kettering, Ohio. And she is also my dear friend and prayer partner. So when I'm having a rough day, I say, Christy, please help because we are better together. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. So I'm just excited to be with you. You're two, uh, I call you a dynamic duo. You just both have that fervor and that fight that it takes to be in ministry and to do it well. And so I'm honored to be with you. We are better together. We are thankful that you're on today and we know that the holidays are coming up. I know many people are in denial, but here we are. Uh, we're getting into uh, November. The weather is getting colder. God forbid it'll start snowing. And with no, don't say it's not so. <laughs> with the hibernation that we'll experience, we will experience uh, a slew of emotions, especially mm. around the holidays. And those of us that maybe have had some trauma um, over yes. the last few years or even just in our past and the holidays tend to kind of bring those mm-hmm. out. And so as we were discerning, who can really help us uh, unpack some tools mm-hmm. uh, to have in our toolbox? Your name came to mind. So oh, I love that. I love to help because the, I remember the first holidays that after Mike died, I just, did, he died on October 4th. And then I had Thanksgiving, I had Christmas, then I had New Year's, which New Year's actually is a surprising one. You don't think of it, but you're starting a whole new year. If you're grieving a person, you're starting a whole nother year without them. And so Mike was your spouse um, and you, he passed mm-hmm. away suddenly and you had two young daughters still at home and yeah. it's been 10 years, but you, you, I know there's still grief, but I know you've learned a lot. What did you learn through that? Well, I have uh, a process that I just call plan. If you're going f- into the holidays, let's just plan for it. And it, it's anytime you can prepare for things ahead of time, it's really going to set you up for success. You don't want to roll into this blindly thinking that you're going to be able to navigate it because it, I'll just be honest with you, it's going to be harder than you think those first couple holidays. So the idea of plan, you know, I love me a good acronym. So I'm going to go down four letters. It'll be easy for people to remember too. Okay. So the P stands for permission slip. I want you to write out your own permission slip that says, I am allowed to do the holidays different this year. You can look at your traditions, your travel plans, what kind of gifts you're used to giving. If you're really heavy grieving, do you want to put up a tree this year? The first year after Mike died, (laughs) Christmas came, we were, we went to the Bahamas, baby. We just left the country 
went where it was warm, you know, you're allowed to do what you need to do. So if you need to relax, a change of scenery, um, I, I highly recommend it. The first Thanksgiving, I knew that I couldn't spend the whole time with the family. We typically would go up and spend three or four days. I said, mom, I'm going to get a hotel this year. And of course she was just so hurt. Like, oh my gosh, don't you need to come home and have a, I do, but I can only be there about three or four hours because that's the level of trauma I'm in. And so I was so glad that I did that because when I was there, I was able to be there and have a wonderful time, but I gave myself that permission to ask for a hotel and the Smith family, same thing. When I went up for their Thanksgiving, they do theirs on another weekend. I went ahead and, and got a hotel. Now they were more like, whatever you need, whatever you need. So, you know, some people agree with your choices and some people don't, but that's why you have to write your own permission slip. Okay. And then L plan is P L A N L stands for listen to your body. And it's not only, um, we have body shame, about, you know, uh, our features or our weight or other things. We have body shame that we give ourselves when we feel like we should be doing more. I should be able to do this. Why aren't you doing this? You did it last year. Everybody is expecting it of you. So really getting rid of that shame that you're tempted to give to yourself and really listening to your body. And it'll tell you, you're getting run down. You don't have the energy for this. Or if you keep going, you're going to get sick. And so listening to your body, I had a hot tub. I, I highly recommend a hot tub for anybody. It is a magnificent um, spiritual gift to anybody because you can get in there and relax and just really let your body let down all that stress. Um, the girls and I worked out a couple times a week. That was another routine I added for my body. Uh, and then we, I did massages like every other month just to keep that stress moving out of my body and not just holding on to it. So your body will tell you. It's just, are you going to listen to your body? And then A uh, is one that you, that people don't like to do, but I'm really going to encourage them to do it. A is ask for help. And it's the fourth chapter in my book, Dream, A Guide to Grieving Gracefully. Yes, I'm putting a plug out there for it. Because oh, please do. It's a great resource. Uh, it is. It is. Dream, A Guide to Grieving Gracefully. And the fourth chapter is ask for help. It's one of the best things you can do. Now, everybody says to you when you're going through trauma, whether it's death or other things, you know, they, people know when you're going through a hard time, they'll say things to you like, if you need anything, you let me know. And they mean it. They absolutely mean it. And so this is your time to look at, okay, what am I going to need help with? Um, putting up the tree. Do I want to put in the lights outside this year? You are allowed to look at and create this task list. And I say, just put it on your fridge and just keep adding to it. And then as you think of things that you need done, then think of people that would love to do it. Because there was a handyman down the street that said to me, if you need anything, you just let me know. And he meant it so that when the hose bib on the back of the house broke like a month later and was leaking outside and ended up, it was leaking inside too. I called him and he came down. You would have thought he was Superman. He came down like, I'll be here to help you. And this is for Mike and this will be good for you and the girls. He came in feeling all of, I am really helping because I asked for help. So, I mean, it ended up being a whole nightmare. He had to take out drywall and paint the wall and everything else, but he, he did it without saying a word to me till it was all done. And so people want to help each other. 
and it, it help actually helps the holiday season when we're able to help each other. So we're going to write that permission slip. We're going to listen to our body. We're going to ask for help. And I say it this way. It's much better if you can ask for what you need. You know, people, instead of demanding what you want, people will hear you a whole lot better if you can just ask for what you need. And that gets a a lot of leverage there. And then the N is just going to stand for the good old-fashioned word no. You're just allowed to say no. Now, that doesn't mean that forever, amen, our holidays are never going to have this again. But by looking down through this and planning, you'll be able to determine what do I authentically need to say no to? And, and give yourself that permission slip, listen to your body, ask for the help, and then just say no. And people um, may respond well to that and they may not like it, <clears throat> but in reality, it's okay. That's what you actually need. So planning for the holidays is the best thing you can do. Go ahead and prepare for it. Think those things through because then when the holidays come, you're set up for success. So Christy, yeah. what would you say... Um, there's seasons where we're grieving, but then often we have people in our lives that are grieving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If we have a friend or a loved one that's really grieving this holiday season, what are the best things that we can do to support a loved one who's going through grief? Mm -hmm. Well, I go real practical on things. So um, that's where you'll contact them and see, you know, typically you host at Thanksgiving. How about I host this year? Or, um, I know you girls are thinking about putting up a tree. You want me to go get you a tree and bring it to the house, put it in a stand. Just be very practical and don't wait for them to ask you. Although that is one of the things I want them to do. Um, It's so hard to ask for help. Be proactive in saying, you know, I know you're going into the holidays and there's got to be something I can help out with. If you're a baker, offer to, you know what, this year I'll bake some cookies and put them in the freezer for you. Just anything that you can do practically helps a long way. And then when you're dealing with somebody who's grieving, I have two things you can say to them. So the two things that a griever will always receive is when you tell a memory. I remember when Mike Smith did those parties for Halloween and the kids just loved it. We huddled around the bonfire. I always loved that. Tell me any, tell me a memory of something that really meant something to you. And then, or Tell me something that you admired about him. Mike was the, I remember the first time I walked into the church and Mike was the one that greeted me. And I'll never forget how warm his welcome was. He was such a warm man. I I always felt like, I don't know. He felt a little bit like Jesus when I was around him. When, 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 when people always want to hear a memory or something that you'd admire about that person. And uh, if, if you're not close to that person, then just look for something that you admire in the griever yeah. and compliment them. I, I would have never thought of that. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But normally you think, well, I'm going to avoid this topic because I don't want to upset this person. But mm-hmm. it's actually counterintuitive by bringing up that kind of memory. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a way of showing love and appreciation and honoring I do encourage people not to say a lot because typically they say the wrong things. I'm just telling you, you know, they say things like he's in a better place now or, um, you know, just awful things. God needed another angel. It's that does not help me at all. And so I tell people focus on those two things and it gives them something to say because they want to say something. 
they want to show up for you somehow. So those are win-wins. I know often when we're grieving, sometimes we might think we are able to do something and then get into the moment and realize, oh, I shouldn't have said that yes to this. I mean, what do you do when in the moment you're like, okay, I'm about to have a meltdown Mm -mm. or you're having a meltdown and you're like, get me out of here now. Right. Uh, I say, listen to it. And the people that love you are going to help you navigate this. They, they're giving you lots of grace. They, they want you to get through this season well. And so just saying, you know what? I woke up this morning. I know we were going to go shopping together today. I don't have it. I just don't have it. And then you as the person that was going to go shopping with them can offer to say, you know what? If you want to make a list, I can order some things online for you. Just always find a way to help them navigate it, but give them no guilt, no guilt. And uh, it's hard at the holidays because we're used to our certain traditions. And so um, this year, go ahead and plan for what traditions are you going to keep with and what ones are you going to let go of? And that doesn't mean forever. That means this year. This means this right now is it's not like forever. No, we're never putting up a tree again. We're not doing that. So give yourself that permission for this one season. And I think it'll take some of that pressure off because that's really what you're feeling you're already imploding because of the grief and then you feel more pressure. So um, take that off. Don't, don't, don't receive it is what I say. Don't receive that pressure. Yeah. Thinking of things in season really helps. That's a great word, Christy. The other thing I remember someone told me this really helped in an employee coworker situation. I had an employee dealing with grief and someone said, you know, Callie, when someone is going through grief, often it makes their mind fuzzy. And I have noticed that when I've gone through my own grief now hearing that, but that's sometimes we don't often think. And so if we're noticing someone grieving in there, they just seem like they're constantly forgetting stuff that that is a symptom of grief and that is normal, but it's, it's a hard symptom. It's like, oh, I, I want to remember. And I, I just can't keep my mind straight. Mm-mm. I love that you're bringing up at work because, you know, we interact with people at work sometimes without COVID, but longer sometimes than we do our families. So we can be eight hours with them. We are with our families about four hours. So putting on that hat and that filter, I love that you're thinking of that because they'll want to show up and do a good job. They only have about three brain cells to rub together. When you're in trauma, they're just not there. That's part of the trauma. You just don't have it. So you could be trying extra hard and not being near as effective as you normally are. So give a lot of grace for that. That's good, Callie. Thank you. And uh, what do you? What would you say about, you know, you're going through maybe some difficulty or you're not, but you're trying to just have an anxious, free holiday mm. season and at times getting around family or friends um you could enter into those situations that you're not exactly you know looking forward to or mm-hmm. you know the majority of it is good but then there's that 10 percent that you're mm-hmm. just you know you you don't like and um mm-hmm. what do you what do you do in those cases what what advice would you give our listeners you probably have one family member that, you know, the rest of the family comes over and, and uncle Bob's a drunk and, you know, he's not going to handle things well. So, um, you know, maybe this year you don't invite uncle Bob, you know, allow, allow your family to look at how can we set our holidays up for success? Or, you know what, Bob, we want you to come over for a pie. We'd love for you to come over for pie later. And by then, you know, you had to leave, you had to go home, put the kids to bed. So I'm saying put it in, 
you know, be proactive and let yourself put in those things that will be good for the whole family. Cause you, the worst thing is you create bad memories. I'd rather have shorter memories. You know, I was there for three hours and we had a good time than a longer memory and gosh, it all blew up and everybody remembers all the trauma and drama. So really be, be honest with what you can and can't do. And it might be a little awkward. And that's my third chapter of the book, embrace awkward. You got to just embrace the awkwardness of it because otherwise it keeps you in pain. And you don't need to be in pain any longer than you have to be. You want to keep that uh, flowing through your body. So yeah, embracing the awkward of, I have to have this conversation with you now and it's going to be a little awkward, but you know, what's going to set us up better for the holidays. So I'd rather go ahead and have this now. And usually by the time the holidays come around, then people realize, oh yeah, that was ridiculous. Why were we expecting that? You know? I've had this more with friend settings than with family, but often I've been invited by a friend to uh, get together. And I know there's going to be this person there that is hard for me to be around. And so often I will find a um, friend or my husband and say, if you notice this person come up, will you come and meet Mm -hmm. me after Mm -hmm. like a minute? Because I need, I will need a, um, an escape card. And so even going ahead, if if you can't uninvite someone because you've been invited and that person Mm -hmm. has also been invited, you know, come up with what is your plan? Who can help you Mm -hmm. out of that? Or even what is, what is going to be your um, Mm -hmm. easy uh, deference, like to get out of a question or when they say that awkward thing, what's You just, you're just going to have your response. Like, it's so good to see you. I've got to run. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, uh, this is drug surgery or whatever it takes. I would pretend you have explosive diarrhea. I mean, <laughs> whatever you just, oh my gosh, it's here again. Oh, I'll be right back. I don't care whatever it is, but just exit stage left. The other thing you can do, and this is actually a fun thing to do is you can have a code word. So like when I say mistletoe, I need to leave. Let's get on, you know, so gingerbread, whatever your word is, it can be a fun word. You know, it can't be one that you're going to say a lot that evening. Cause then it's like, does she need me? Is it good? Yeah. But yeah. Think of something. Our friends can, our listeners can probably tell why we love you so much, Christy. And one of those is you always bring laughter in. So let's end on that note. Just mm-hmm. whatever, build in some things that are going to make you laugh this holiday mm-hmm. season. Something that's going to bring you some joy, whether it's a yeah. favorite funny movie, whether you try to go ice skating, even if you are terribly, ridiculously bad <laughs> at it, you know, build in something fun that'll make you laugh this holiday season too. Yes, yes, yes. Fun is, it's not part of my plan, P-L-A-N, but well, let's just put it on. Let's plan fun. Okay. Plan for fun in your holiday. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, Christy, thank you so much for joining us this week. You've really blessed us personally. I know you're blessing the listeners as well. So thank you so much. We are all better together and Mm hope uh listeners we hope you will join us next week share this with someone you know who is either going through grief themselves or walking alongside some people grieving let's make this a great holiday season together god bless thank you